0: everybody welcome to the five hole fantasy hockey podcast we're your host today tj and zach
1: hey hey hey
0: so today we got your week preview i think it's what is it week 10 this week yeah
1: but there's still a lot of fantasy hockey left
0: oh yeah without a a doubt so week nine week nine coming up or no are we in week nine right now i think we're in week nine yeah so week 10 preview we got it so like i said we're five hole you guys can find us on twitter at fhf hockey you can join The Fantasy Hockey Discord. Let's get into it, man. What are our injuries? Let's get into the news and notes.
1: Moving on to the uh, infirmary, huh? Yes, sir. Okay. So, to start off, Alex Edler and Jonas Brodine both got hurt tonight. Um, The Alex Edler one, uh, he definitely had some trouble getting off the ice tonight. He was really holding that left ankle. Um or, or knee. It was definitely some sort of lower body. Um it, it didn't look great. So I mean, looks like he's gonna be out for a while. Because he's a tough dude. And for him to get off the ice the way he did, uh was definitely a little hard to watch. Um next up Ruby hints. Questionable to play today, uh with an illness I believe he did not play, nor did uh nor nor did Robertson, correct?
0: Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Um, no, Robert, so Robert I, I expect neither of them
1: to be in the lineup today. Uh, Yanni Gord expected to be available for this uh, Seattle's back-to-back against San Jose and Anaheim um, because of his COVID protocol stuff. Uh, he is my personal favorite player to pick up on Seattle. He is not that I believe Everly is their leading scorer. Yeah, I think so. But. From what I've seen, Yanni Gord seems to be point per game the best player on Seattle. So he's the guy that I like to pick up. He's only 26%, so he's available in a lot of leagues. Uh, Blake Wheeler, uh, one, of, one of the guys we've been talking about a lot. I actually had a trade um, offer to get Blake Wheeler um, sent to me. Uh, but he was um, he was kind of seriously turning stuff around. Uh, we, were, we were talking yeah. a lot of shit on him uh but he has one he had one goal and nine assists in his last five games um was, so that's not back. just kind of turning around that's really turning things around um unfortunately he bumped knees pretty bad last night and it is expected that he is going to be out quote unquote a while um now uh coach peach i, I already talked to you uh, i wish i had accepted your trade offer for Blake Wheeler uh, you're welcome for me dragging my feet like an idiot. Uh, then I could have, you know, had your player and you would have had my guy who is going to be on a, on IR. Uh, this one hurts, you know, kind of for both of us a little bit. Gabriel Landiscott played 12 minutes last night and left in the second period of their seven-goal walloping of oh, the yeah. Red Wings. Uh, he did score an assist in that 12 minutes but he will be out for the foreseeable future with a lower body injury. Logan O'Connor is already done in a top-line role with Kadri out as well, um, also with a lower body. Uh, now, what are they going to do? Do they move, you know, Shush? Do they, do they move Nishushin up to the top line? Or do they, you know, jump over one and bring Comfort from the third to the first?
0: I don't know if it's Confer. They had they had O'Connor up there. Um, but, I, yeah, I guess Landis Cox on the other side. I was going to say it could be Rantanen. But man. Well, Rantanen yeah. is Rantanen's on the second center. line, actually, right, replacing yeah. Kadri. Yeah. Uh, I like what Newhook's been doing. I'd love to see him get some, some reps up there, but their center depth is already at a loss without Kadri. So that's tough. Burakoski is always pretty solid. He can play both wings. I think he's probably the one that moves up and juggle things around. Yeah, Oof. I think it. I think it's Burkey. I, I mean, that makes enough sense to me. It's got to be Burakoski. And then, what? Um, Landis Guy's top power play role, probably going to go to Burakoski. Well, Burakoski's already on the top power play with Kadri. Mm-hmm. Here, so maybe it's Nishushkin on that top power play, who's been getting great minutes, uh, Play shorthanded too. Maybe it's Newhook, who's been solid, uh, beyond solid on the power play too. So who knows? Maybe they put up Devin Tays there. Who's been equally hot. Don't know, brother. It's going mean, to everybody's kind of
1: scoring. Everyone's yeah. scoring.
0: Yeah. It really doesn't matter. It's it's Colorado, right? Uh, John Gibson got hurt tonight. That was another one that happened tonight. Just remembered. So Stoli stole our season and maybe Dostal. Uh,
1: Stoli the goalie.
0: You never know how long it's going to be. All they said is he got hurt. So.
1: um, Okay. Moving on. Also Tom Wilson uh he's not going to be playing tonight due to an upper body problem. He isn't expected to be out long, however, so don't be too worried. He should be back hopefully next game. Uh Barkov came back after one game, you know, scored a goal, and then he was out again on Friday and has an undisclosed um, you know, down to dance designation. Hopefully this was just, you know, a little blip for him. And he gets back on the ice after previously missing eight games. Don't worry for the Panthers, though, as they went 6-2 in that span and scored 3.75 goals per game while he was out. So, you know, your goalies are still looking safe because they're still scoring. And your other auxiliary scorers, you know, not Barkov, they're still getting goals as well. So, So at least there's still some stuff to go around. Um, with Barkov out though, it's hard for Barkov owners. Just everybody else is still getting some, you know what I mean? Your Sam Reinhart's here. You're holding on to right now. Your Vehagis, you're holding on to your Huberto's are looking great. Um, Chando, Chando Stevenson is out due to personal reasons. And that's all I could find on that. Actually, I hope is all as well, bub. Uh, DeBoer has already said that there is no timetable for his return. Um, as much as you like Chando, TJ, it looks like Keegan colasar will be getting the top center nod. How much do you like Keegs in this position, <laughs> considering he has four games next week and there's a yeah. question mark around the Chandelorian?
0: Uh, um, I like that. I It's hard to say because you want to say that uh, Chando can be back by then, but again, there was there's nothing else about it so you you don't really know there's Nick Wah there too that I I think they might be able to to put up there but I know Keegan's pretty fast so I, that's what they're looking for out of their top line center Colsar brings the hits I think with a new role like this where you know he's going to be playing harder competition he's going to be there's going to be more of an onus on him to score I wonder if we see the hits dry up cuz he's just going to be focusing on you know, distributing the puck to Patri to Stone. I don't think a top line center is somebody that's gonna be hitting. But I definitely have my eyes on Kolasar for some offense. If he's if we learn about Chando and that it's gonna be a full week thing, I definitely like Keegan Kolasar here as a beneficiary of, of line one, but there's I think there's options there. Like they could play Nick Wah there. They could play they could move Carlson up. Really don't know what's gonna go on, but dude, Kolasar on the top line. I'll give it a shot, at least for a yeah, night. Man, I, I,
1: I knew you'd like that. All right, uh, Nico Heischer, uh, out tonight, COVID symptoms. Uh, at least that's the last of the bad ones. Got some good news for you. Got some good news. Uh, Matt Duchesne is coming back, and Anthony Duclair is coming back as well. You know, both are coming back in the next few days. Uh, Duchesne was probably held, but this is the time to run out and grab Duke before anybody else does. Yeah, I'm um, He's owned in about half of leagues, and that may not last long. Uh, only bad thing here is that he plays on heavy nights this week, um, and you don't know what kind of production you're really going to get after such a lengthy stint on the IR. But are you running out and grabbing Duclair off the IR? That's,
0: that's what I wanted to talk to you about is, like, what kind of, you know, you have to be a little hesitant, what, with the coming out cold uh huh. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, but you could also be worried about the deployment. Like, does Reinhardt keep top line, or does it go right back to uh Duclair? Sam Bennett, you know, taking a little bit of uh, his foot off the pedal, and does a top line spot with Sam Bennett, you know, is that really all that enticing right now? We're gonna have to talk about Bennett on trends this week, but um, I don't know. I got my eyes on the deployment. Like, if he gets the top line back, and and Reinhardt, like. If I had both those guys on my team, whoever doesn't get the top line is uh is getting the boot, and whoever is on the top line, like I'm going out and getting them, because I don't think Sam Reinhardt's all that. He's not super super owned, but I know he's uh you know not a streamer. Uh, no,
1: but the yeah. whole thing is for me, and you know how I am. If you have room in your IR, I think he is worth a stash a hundred percent, just to see how he is. Once again, I always say, and you know it, I'd rather be the guy that picks him up and drops him again than the guy that wishes I did. Yeah. All right, so I'm
0: picking him up,
1: looking for a stash on this one. I have room in my IR. I'm going to look to pick him out. I'm going to, you know, drop like a Henrique or something out of there who is a fringe player anyway, and I'll see what happens. If he doesn't work out, then I'll just drop him. But if he does, then I'm going to be glad that I, you know, did this before anybody else.
0: Yeah, he's been having a great year. Uh, 17 points in 19 games, 53%. So, again, watch the deployment very carefully. If he gets the top line back, I'm, I'm all over that.
1: Okay, so that's all I got for the infirmary.
0: There it is. Uh, Storylines, man. Ben Bishop calls it a career. Hanging up the skates. Um, hell of a career. Storied career. I remember him um, back in Tampa. You know, just sucks. Like he, he, he went back to the AHL, gave up like so many shots or so many goals and, and then decided that it, you know, his knee was no good. Um, calls it a career. But what it means for us in fantasy hockey circles is now, instead of a four headed goalie monster, we only have a three headed goalie monster and Jake Ottinger is supposed to start tonight, but uh, I think he said something in like hope he'll get two and and Ottinger will get two. hope we got three. So it's kind of it's frustrating, um, which is bullshit in, because
1: Ottinger's been playing so freaking well.
0: Yeah, I mean Holbe, you know, he's held it down too. But
1: I, I'm man. not saying that he hasn't. But Ottinger hasn't done anything to lose, to straight up lose starts. At least in yeah. my eyes, I, I guess I'm not you know in the coach's room. But as far as I see, like he hasn't done anything to lose it.
0: The other storyline I got here is that the Flyers won one. They're about to win another.
1: They're about to win another one tonight. <laughs> two in a row. That's yeah. called a winning streak.
0: Fucking light them up. Uh, Couturier is looking good. He's got a goal and an assist in his last two games. I know a lot of us were uh, pretty worried about him. I don't know if this is like a season turnaround, but it—you know, we're getting points out of Couturier, so we're feeling good about that. Uh, that's all I got. Let's move into the week preview. Where we really have three off nights this week. Sunday is not an off night. We have eight games on Sunday. So plenty to pick from on Sunday. We'll get to that in the weekend preview later this week, but right now let's look at the week as a whole. What are some of the teams that you really dig here?
1: Um so I like a number of teams. Uh, I think I'm going to start out with Calgary here. Um they have four games even though three of which are on heavy nights. I do love to back I do love the back to back at the start of the week uh they have a back to get a back Jesus Christ
0: <laughs> you got this you got this man.
1: They do have a back to back against Chicago and Nashville and you know me that's what I like to do. I yeah. like to find I like to find those early week pickups because I can start out with you know picking up somebody from Calgary you know for the first 4 days of the week where they play 3 times in 4 days and i can have them in my lineup and then i can dr- straight up drop them for somebody that you know uh plays a lot at the end of the week maybe like a a, a Nashville player who who plays on a, a friday and sunday or pittsburgh or you know i can st louis we could do a barbashev we can do a jeff carter there are people at the end of the week that you can pick up And I can drop that person.
0: Stack games early.
1: Blake Coleman. Mm. Blake Coleman is seriously getting on my nerves. I've been doing a lot of bitching about him lately, and for good freaking reason. Whenever I need somebody to sit on my bench, TJ, it's him. And it's worked in my favor pretty much every single time. Um, I'm holding on to him for, you know, at least these first two games to start the beginning of the week. Maybe I'll I'll see if he even fits into my lineup, uh, on you know Thursday or or anything like that. But the whole thing is when I have a full lineup, and I need somebody to sit, it's Blake Coleman. So it's getting to the point where why do I even have you on my team? I can fit in you know another right winger or I can fit in a D man because at least in in most leagues that's where I find I'm always hurting right wings and D men.
0: Yeah. I don't know uh, I like,
1: if I need you, Blake Coleman.
0: I like Noah Hannafin, man. Um, I don't blame you. Yeah, he's just kind of like this just really slow and steady. <laughs> Emphasis on the slow. But with the with these three off nights, like if you're in a, a deeper league or something, like Noah Hannafin is 11% owned. He's got two shots a game over the last two weeks, a little bit of hits, a little bit of blocks. He's got a goal assist and a power play point in there. I mean, the options that we have to choose from, they're all they're all kind of snatched up. Like we just talked um a little bit of shit about Blake Coleman. He's on line two. He's not getting any power play time. His time on ice over the last two weeks is fifteen minutes. He's still got the, you know, three shots a game, two hits a game, and a block a game, but only one goal over that span of seven games. So the offense is is a little bit dried up. And when we're talking dried up, like Lindholm, seven games, one hit. That's uh, that's uncharacteristic. Tom ice is great points. He's got five in his last seven uh, with the power play point in there. But, you know, one reason I've always really targeted Lindholm is just because he's going to put up the points. He's going to put up the shots and he's given us hits at the same time. They're just not there. So I guess supplement somewhere else. If you're a Lindholm owner, um, I don't know. Who, who do you like here? So we, we have talked about Coleman. I think you've got something for Noah Hannafin as well. Uh, what do you dig? Do you so when you punches? said about Noah
1: Hannafin about being slow, I hope did you mean that as you know point production for the year, or did you mean physically slow? Because I've seen this man on the offensive rush. He's not He looks faster than I'd ever remember him being in Carolina. Uh, I don't think that he's slow. He's shown that he can, you know, come up on that rush and actually be part of it, um, setting up passes. I I like his shot production. Um, At least he's taking smart shots as of late. And he's on that top pairing now. He's getting up around, you know, 21-plus minutes a game. I like Noah Noah Hannafin here. Uh, Oliver Shillington has, you know, kind of come out
0: a little bit. Yeah, I I wanted to get your pulse on him because he is um, coming back down to earth, I think
1: but at least I know that he is on a good team and he's also, you know, out there at least looking offensively sound. But I think Noah Hannafin is your answer here. Um, and I, I'm starting to like him more and more than Rasmus Anderson. So I'm going to say Noah Hannafin is my number two. Blake Coleman is my number one. And that's, you know, because your man are pretty much already going to be taken. Um, I'm not, you know, against a Michael Backlund, but I don't know. He's just he's, he's just not, not what he streamer. used to be. Between yeah, us, yeah, right.
0: Yeah, I haven't picked him up once this year.
1: Neither have I. And exactly. he used to be—he used to be our our third wheel.
0: He was always owned by one of us. Yeah, yeah. But so, what team
1: do you like next?
0: I got Chicago. Uh, they got three off nights and they got four games. Um, problem is, who are. Just who are we picking, right? Like, there's there's not much going around. I guess I like, uh, you know, Kirby Doc, Jonathan Taze, both very available and in good positions to get points. Like, Kirby Doc right now, line one, power play two. Flip that, you got Jonathan Taze, line two, power play one. A uh, little bit of shots there. But I think what we can really count on here is periphery. And that's about it. Ryan Carpenter is the newest um. Power play one guy, he's line four, power play one, so the Brandon Hagel experiment is over, but Hagel's still doing stuff. One goal, Hagel one assist. Hagel got an
1: assist today.
0: Yeah, uh, okay, so tack that on, yeah. So one goal, two assists in his last six, or seven rather, but there's a little bit of hits, shots, and blocks there. Uh, Kubalik is starting to heat up, uh, and by that I mean he finally scored a goal. So you could always look there. He's got four hits in his last six, not doing his typical stuff. Uh, Jujur Cairo would have been my answer, but he's out. So, I don't know. There's, uh, I mean, Calvin DeHaan did, is steady for everything. Did you see everything. what
1: happened with Jujur Cairo? We actually didn't bring that one up earlier.
0: Uh, Raj and I did. Um, it when was we rough went. looking. Yeah, he got laid out.
1: And, and, laid but the out. whole thing, it wasn't even Jacob Truba's fault. Like, he was just separating a man from the puck, and Cairo yeah. had his, you know, head down. Ugh, That's man. tough.
0: That's tough. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was a it was a fine hockey hit, and that shit happens. You don't like to see it, but let's talk about Chicago in the form of back-to-backs. Like, Kevin Lankanen, over the last two weeks, he's got a win. And uh, that was in one game. He's got a 9.03 in that game, but uh, I don't know. What do you think about uh, Kevin in here? Like, they're going to see, and, and it's not till the end of the week, but who knows if, if they're, they're going
1: to see Nashville and Dallas. And yeah. I like Dallas's backup way better than Kevin mm-hmm. Um If that is Ottinger and he gets the Chicago nod, then I really like Ottinger. That's the one I'm picking up for that game, not Lankinen. But that's just me.
0: I, I mean, I'd probably ride Ottinger no matter who's in that for Chicago on that back-to-back because Dallas does have a back-to-back as well. Um but uh, if Lankening gets Nashville, what say you there?
1: It's hard. It's hard to play any of these Chicago goalies. Um, you know, if they have a game against, you know, a week where they play Buffalo five times, then I'm in. But I don't. I don't. Nashville hate it. is not like, a horrible team, and I think the Nationals a better team than Chicago is. I think there's a lot going on in Chicago that we aren't even privy to knowing what it is. I don't know. I just have have a feeling there's more going on than meets the eye.
0: By Friday, if I'm, like, desperate for a start and it's him going up against Nashville, I'd feel fine with that. Like, given, what are there, one, two, three? I mean, there's a ton of back-to-back Saturday going into Sunday. Um, I actually really like Swayman this weekend. I don't know if you have him in your zero-G part, but I'm just checking that out this weekend that looks tight. Um or even Mark, like whoever Especially gets Especially
1: between Montreal thing. and Ottawa.
0: Yeah, right? Like
1: either one of them should be a win, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh we'll get to the 0G bit, but um yeah, I guess like like I was saying, for Chicago, I'm just looking at periphery. Like you got your Connor Murphy's. Um, actually, I think didn't he get hurt? Uh anyway, but um where's he at? Henrik Borgstrom's out. Now Connor Murphy's good to go. So I like him he for
1: Two points or something today, Connor Murphy.
0: How about it? Like he scored he a can, couple. He can have right, a week. All right. So man.
1: next up, as far as teams that I like, I think I'm going to go to Toronto on this one. Uh, they also play four games. They have a back to back on the weekend, finishing on Sunday against Seattle. Man. I can't wait for Austin Matthews to feast on Seattle on Sunday. That's Mm -hmm. right. I I like the looks of that. Uh, Bunting is still only 40% owned. Just letting everyone know. Go get it. And, TJ, you're going to like this. You're Mm going to like this. Mm -hmm. I'm even down for an Andres Kasha here, TJ. Three goals, two assists in his last five games. And he's going to be on the line with Matthews. And I'm certainly interested... At a stream, uh, Kasha is only five percent owned, so he is very available. Um, I like that top line. And you know, other than Matthews, they're available. Look for bunting, look for Kasha playing well right now. And if he's going to keep passing the puck to, to Matthews, who is what eight goals or something in nine games, or nine That's goals disgusting. in 10 games, something around there, I was a little upset he didn't get a goal the other day. Uh, but it is what it is. But I like those two, Bunting and Kasha.
0: Yeah, Andre Kasha, line one, power play one, getting great minutes right now, shooting a bunch as he is uh, known to do and even scoring. So line me up. I'm in for that one. Uh, yeah, I think you pretty much hit the ones that I wanted to talk about there. think There's not much. Uh, Peter Mrazek made a return. That's um, That's a bit of news that we should talk about.
1: And he what played well think? tonight, too. Okay. I, I also yeah. actually expect him to, you know, get a game next week. I, think I was going to be bringing him up in our zero G. Ah, Thanks for ruining the surprise.
0: <laughs> don't don't mind him. Uh, Vancouver, man. That's that's another good one here in Vegas. Both of these teams you have highlighted. And I think you're you're bang on um, Vancouver. They got the four games. All of them are on heavy nights, but I really like that schedule.
1: So just kind of like Toronto finishes against Seattle on Sunday, Vancouver finishes against Arizona. So I'm really loading up on Toronto and Vancouver players. Uh, for Vancouver, um, I'm going to go with the point scored yesterday category, and that is Niels Hawklander with ah. two goals scored in his last game uh, with five shots on goal. And if you're going to be shooting like that, man, I am down to post you up especially to close out this week uh just for that uh you know back to back on the weekend they're playing Toronto but then they play Arizona both games at home
0: are you uh are you applying for a job at nhl.com right now was Why that your is that? that was your informal interview uh, i don't know i just noticed they were really good at telling us like who already has been good
1: hey we
0: pick up this guy who's got seven points in his last six games Ah, nothing I those do are the want to only pick people up I a guy
1: hear. that has seven points in those last six, six games
0: it's all right we're all right all right all right uh Vancouver I'm still on pod colsey man um as soon as Pedersen heats up if Pedersen heats up like pod colsey that's
1: worked for you too
0: for yeah I, I I got a point out of him this week I, I yes, streamed him in he is uh tied to the hip at with um Pedersen, all about it that's not a bad place, Vegas. We talked about Colasar. William Carlson is lowly owned. He scored last night against the Flyers. That's like, I don't know. That's their reliable line right now because you got kind of a question mark in Colasar. So I wonder if Carlson gets double shifted too. Like you know how Alex Barba is on the top line and he winds up with like eight minutes because somebody else is always double shifting. Like if Carlson that's double Carlson. shifts a bunch, yeah. So take a look at Carlson too. Like if. They're not going to if Colasar isn't getting the same even strength time on ice as as Pacioretty and whatever somebody else has to be. And it's probably Carlson. So,
1: you know, I I'll like Carlson there. in this situation, too. He's only 30 percent owned. He has a goal and assist since coming back from injury. So he's two points in three games back. Um, man's got to shoot some more, though. Like, fucking yeah, a. I like shots. This one shot a game. One shot on goal a game kind of shit ain't working, my man.
0: He's already perfect for the top line. That's that's Chando's bed. Right? right. That's his bed. Um, okay,
1: so last up for teams that I like, and that's Pittsburgh. Well, I don't like Pittsburgh, but I like their schedule. I understand. Um, But I'm not going to lie. So this one's kind of only for the weekend. Like, they play three games. That first four days, this is a perfect situation where I was saying maybe you pick up a Calgary person – for the first half of the week, but I like Pittsburgh for the weekend in a big way. They're playing Friday and Sunday. Uh, So they play Buffalo on Friday and then at New Jersey on Sunday. Um, I'm looking for, you know, uh, a Brock McGinn here. You can go drink some Brock McGinn and juice. Uh, Dude has goals in back-to-back games and, He's looking good on the ice. Um, He's passing really well. And what I've noticed a lot with Brock McGinn lately is he's putting himself in really good position to receive passes and then immediately turn and shoot, which I like. I like his positioning on the ice. He's opening up his hips so that that way, as soon as he receives the puck, he just shoots it right away. And it's working well for him as of late Um. Jeff Carter up next, and a big fuck you to Jeff Carter uh, because why do you got to do that to me when I drop you? He has, since I dropped him, scored three goals and has an assist since I dropped him. And he immediately started scoring the day after I dropped him. The <laughs> day waiting. fucking after he starts scoring all these points and stuff. Man, Jeff Carter, you are...
0: Mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep beating the Evan Rodriguez drum. Line one, power play one. In his last six games, he's got five points, one goal, four assists, a power play point, thirty-two fucking shots on goal, uh, seven hits and two blocks. Center and right wing availability. Evan Rodriguez is the answer for me. Like if you're going this weekend, I, I don't even hate their middle of the week. Like if he fits your roster, have at it because he's got Montreal on Tuesday and then Buffalo on Friday. New Jersey on Sunday. So, I yeah, it's only three games, but I really like Evan Rodriguez. It's just the problem is Tuesday is pretty heavy, pretty mm-hmm. fucking heavy.
1: Yeah. You're probably not I, fitting Evan Rodriguez into your lineup. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's a weekend thing. I think, I like think there's Brock 14 games Carter. on Tuesday. What, I don't know. Maybe it's 12. My math is fucked right now. But, um, I yeah, I don't mind Evan Rodriguez this weekend. Uh, the other teams that are worth looking at is, like, Arizona – um, Washington, and that that's after you get that Monday Tuesday out of Calgary. If you're if you want to go that way, there's only one game on Monday, and the other half of it is Chicago. So that is tough streaming Chicago and Calgary, tough tough streaming. Uh, but you know, you look at Arizona, you look at Washington. They got three games the rest of the week, two of them being on off nights. <sighs> I don't know, man. There's, there's not much. This is kind of a shitty week for streaming. Like Seattle's got four games. You see, Anaheim on Wednesday. You can look at that Yanni Gore that you were talking about. You can look at like a Jordan Eberle, Jamie Alexiak. I don't know. It's not pretty. This is not the best week. Like a lot of four game teams that are all heavies. It's tough. But, I mean, you uh, can definitely yeah.
1: look at those Seattle players like, like the ones you named, or, or even a Jared McCann. But that's a situation where I'm picking you up on Tuesday and I'm dropping you Wednesday night. Like, I'm going to have you for those two games. And likely, if I'm picking you up, I don't think that Jordan Emberly is making it into my lineup. Is he, is he on yours on, on a heavy, heavy Tuesday? I doubt it. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know. That's tough shit. I hate this week. Just looking at it. There's not, there's not really good options, but um, that's the luck. Chicago's a good team. Nashville doesn't have a bad one. Like, they got the four games. They're Tuesday, which is tough. Uh, Raj was pretty bang on about Ellie Tolvanen, which, um, you know, he he's had a good week. He's had a good week. Four goals, one assist in his last seven games. Shooting pretty well. Uh, Ryan Johansson's still on a fucking tear in at 41% owned. So Nashville scoring. Worth checking out. That's all I got. Let's uh let's move into zero G back to backs this week. Where are we looking?
1: So first I was going to be starting with Peter Morazek. As we talked about, he played tonight. He got a win. Um and I think he could get another start here, you know, up next week. He would either see um what, Vancouver or Seattle? So on Saturday, Sunday, they're at Vancouver and then at Seattle. I don't care which one he plays. I, I expect, in all honesty, I still expect to win in both games um, for for Toronto. So I really don't care, he, care where he plays, even though he definitely can be leaky at times. If he's playing Seattle, though, man, I'm totally in. Because then, you know, he played tonight against a, you know a lower level team and now he's going to be playing against another lower level team, hopefully against Seattle. I like Mrazek here in a big way. Um another guy I like, I picked him up as you know um for yesterday and that is how uh that is uh Georgiev. Um he played well against uh, against Buffalo last night and was only minutes away from a shutout. They didn't get it. Like, seriously, he was so close to getting the shutout, and I really, really wanted it. Um, If he gets the Arizona half of that back-to-back, then I'm in love. Maybe not so much if he gets the Colorado, however. But I expect him to, you know, hopefully get the Arizona part, and then I'm definitely going to be picking him up. Um, I would love that. Um, Now, this is one where you've picked up against me. And I loved this pickup. Um and if you don't know the power of the dark side, <laughs> then you need to learn about it because Lord Vladar does. Uh when given the crease, he's played well. Um even though he had his worst outing of the year in his last uh in his last game, he has been prime for a pickup whenever he gets the start. So I like him a lot here. He plays, like we said, early in the week. So you can knock out one of those zero-G pickups right away early in that week and hopefully get a win out of it. Um, that, that's that's the big part I like about it. Not only is he good, he's on a good team, but they play early in the week. And if you don't agree, then, you know, your lack of faith disturbs me.
0: Yeah, right. His lack of starts are disturbing. Saturday, Sunday, there are so many back-to-backs. So many. Uh, Vancouver... You could look at Halak on Sunday. I think that's a really good one against Arizona. That's probably what I'm going to try to do, uh, especially in our points league here. Um, you said Toronto against Seattle. I think that's probably a good one. My favorite is Boston. They got Montreal and they got Ottawa. I'm getting whoever's playing whoever. Like I'll pick them both up. I don't give a shit. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll take them both. Don't care. Uh, New Jersey versus... I mean, I like Blackwood as it stands, but if he you know, he'll probably get the Pittsburgh one, but they got Detroit on Saturday. So that's always a place to go. I think if if we let our starts fall to the end of the week, that's fine, but definitely get this uh Vladar versus Chicago game. Well I that's the whole thing. List. I hate, you know,
1: scrounging for, for starts at the end of the week. Because yeah. then you end up starting somebody that you didn't even want to. Like you're like, I didn't even want to pick up this guy. I had to pick up friggin' Vemlka. You know what I mean? No thanks. <laughs> well, that's kind of why get stuck with a loss and, and and you know something that's hurting you just so you can try to get the starts. So you got to pick up these guys early in the week when they're available.
0: I, I that's what I was saying about the Friday Saturday. Lankanen, like I, I don't hate him versus Nashville, especially if he needs starts like. Sunday there's going to be starts available. There's quite a few. I think there's like eight options to choose from back to back. So you should should definitely have some options this weekend as far as goalies. I'm feeling pretty good there. Well, that's curtains, brother. That is uh it for this week's episode of the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast our week preview. Hit us up in the Discord if you got any other questions or what have you. It's uh it's midnight. I just worked 16 hours, so I'm ready to ready to call it curtains, brother. So let's do it. Love you. Love you.